Before we get started, a special thank you is in order to our friends over at Stanley Customs. Stanley Customs creates amazing custom sports figurines for all you athletes out there. Right now, our listeners will get 15% off their order and all interviewees will get 25% off of their order simply by going to Stanley underscore Customs on Instagram and telling them that Globally Ballin sent you. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Globally Ballin podcast, a product of the Globally Ballin podcast network we have a fantastic interview for you today so sit back and enjoy and thank you all for joining us one more time here's the music i gotta let you go finish the game with a broken hand yeah finish the game with- i'm rio 2016 silver medalist and asian games 2018 gold medalist young man how do you use a celebrity for good you know, it's, uh, up until that point, most of us as, as athletes were taught how to use a celebrity to manipulate, to get a girl, to get famous, whatever it is. We're hours away from kind of the nearest hospital to end up losing this leg over. I don't think a lot of people know the opportunities there are actually to play overseas, especially in the women's category. Actually broke my neck. I was paralyzed from the waist down, and I was never supposed to walk again, much less be able to play football again. Had a couple guys get robbed at gunpoint, um, and one of them was just like, "Yeah, get me out." At the same time, there are some who would still keep their nine to five jobs because the pay for being an athlete isn't enough. Don't complain when we look like idiots abroad in these big tournaments. What league or country gave you the best pay contract-wise? Probably Turkey my last season. Okay. Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by an additional sponsor. We are now also brought to you by Creating Young Minds. Creating Young Minds is a nonprofit out of Louisville, Texas, right outside of Dallas. You may remember we've had an episode in the past with the founders of Creating Young Minds, Dr. Shira Ackerman and Coach Mathis Crowder. Creating Young Minds strives to help young men achieve success in their life where they may not have otherwise achieved that success. One way they do this is through their new basketball team. The Louisville Yellow Jackets, affiliated with Creating Young Minds, play in TBL, the Basketball League, and through a combination of their nonprofit as well as their basketball team, Creating Young Minds and the Louisville Yellow Jackets are doing their best to bring the European model of basketball to the United States. That is Creating Young Minds. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, basically everywhere. Find creating young minds check them out see what they're all about and when the tbl league rolls around once again keep an eye out for the lewisville yellow jackets thank you for this globally ball interview we have wayne chisholm former tennessee volunteer uh, played college ball obviously for for tennessee had some experience out in at march madness lost to michigan state in the elite eight uh he's had quite a time overseas 2010 went undrafted in the nba draft but as many of these international players experience got called to some of the summer leagues and some of the summer camps got his name out there but eventually ended up playing a little bit overseas so he started off played in turkey then he did make his way to the D-League, now the G-League, and played in, in other countries such as Hungary and France. And then, of course, he made it to the PBA, uh, played for Rain or Shine, the Nelex Road Warriors, and Magnolia. He was slated, or the word was he was going to play for Magnolia 
this coming Commissioner's Cup, but obviously he's not there. And he goes over and kind of explains it in his interview as to why he's not there. Um, he gives good detail that kind of helps some of you athletes that may not be interested or a fan of PBA basketball, but are interested in international basketball in general as a player. He'll kind of explain how some of that works. He does kind of a, the interview works kind of in two different facets. On the one hand, it gives uh, PBA fans, uh, an insight as to um, just hearing from from athletes they're used to seeing, and then on the other on the other hand, it helps athletes who are interested in playing overseas who may not have any sort of interest in Philippine basketball, but are interested in general about what the life is like playing overseas. This is what some of these interviews will help do. So um, whether you're a fan of the league, or you're Filipino, or you're interested in the PBA, or you're not at all, but you have some sort of interest in international basketball or international sports in general, these are the kind of interviews that are going to help you out and kind of give you a good idea of what that life might be like. Uh, Wayne does a great job, gives great insight, very open, very honest, fantastic interview. So give it a listen. So um, currently you are where? Let's get that out. You're back home as in? The U.S. The U.S., okay. All right, so you, there was a lot of word that you were going to play Commissioner Cup Ball in the Philippines. Did you start there? No, no. I was in Bahrain. I finished the uh, FIBA Asia qualifications for GPC. Um, and uh, after that, I was going to go, but I came back home. Okay. So you were, yeah, you were in Bahrain, did some FIBA stuff, and then, um, but in the end, you ended up coming back home. Was that a your decision kind of thing, or was it a team call? No, I was just waiting on, uh, I came home because I was waiting. I spent a couple of days in Bahrain, but I came home. Um, relaxing and just waiting for a call. Okay, and that and that call just never came. No, I had some um, I had some interest in um, Alaska, but uh, the rice can't get switched over from Magnolia, so uh, just chilling at home, man. Okay, okay, and so I, I want to touch on that for a second because for that for you that makes a whole lot of sense, but for some of us who are kind of new to the international ball league thing. We don't know what that means. So what do you mean by the rights to Magnolia weren't transferred over? Oh, no. In, in the PBA, uh, teams have a right for import for a year. If another team wants them, they have to ask their team for his rights. And they can, you know, they go by their negotiations to that way to release. Okay. And so because the team you were with last time through that year didn't release you, Alaska couldn't right. pick you up. Okay. Um, so let's reflect back then. How many years have you played in the PBA? Or I different? played uh, with Rangshaw three times, uh, in Lakes once, Magnolia once. All right, so you've, you've been there several times. Um, how does it compare or contrast to some of those other leagues you've played around around the world? Oh, it's tough. Don't get, uh, they, play, they play 12 minutes a quarter and compared to Bahrain or to Europe, it's 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, PBA is more of an NBA-style game, which is more faster, fun, uh, physical. Uh, you really have to learn how to adjust to that league. If you can't adjust, it's going to keep you playing there. Uh, and they guys and they locals are pretty damn good. And you can tell by with, with the national team how the far the Philippines national team is going now and what their upgrades are. So that shows how great and good these guys are and how tough they play. Are there leagues, like out of the ones you played at, that you really hope, like after the season's done, you think, I want to go back and make sure I play there as much as I can, or is it really just about playing basketball wherever? No, I love the Philippines. The Philippines is like my second home. Once I fell in love with it, I didn't want to play anywhere else. But, you know, 
the Commissioner Cup is only at a certain time of the year. Yeah. Um, but playing everywhere else, I like sometimes I like to play in places I never played in. But if I'm very comfortable in a place and I'm happy, my family happy, I would love to go back there so my family can feel comfortable instead of just to a new place. Yeah, absolutely. Did you get any sort of what? What was a day to day schedule kind of look like when you were playing over there in the PBA? Practice in the mornings. You have the afternoons to yourself, but those practices are very aggressive practices. They are hard practices. Uh, you get in there, call time. You get a certain time, but you got enough. Then practices after that call time, so you got to get there, get your socks up, get loose, get stretched. As soon as the coach walk in, it's time to practice. There's no walking around, sitting, waiting, talking. It's practice time. They serious about their basketball. That's what they focus on. That's what they pay you to come in and play. Do you think um, walking out? Or did you really have any sort of situation or experience walking out into neighborhood or public or anything like that? I know you guys get your drivers for the most part. I don't know what kind of experience you had as far as in the public. Oh no, I never had a problem. I mean, you go out, people know who you are. When you, if you're an old player, you hit number four. Uh, if they figure out you're a new player, you're playing for the team they see on TV, and you out. I mean, it's some players. And they know how to control themselves and enjoy themselves out there and uh, embrace the community wherever you're playing at. And some that don't. But me, I enjoy my time. I love the people out there. I take pictures with them. Um, I do everything with them to make them feel happy, make them continue to love basketball, and and make their dreams come true. Meet one of their favorite players. So I am I'm familiar with the area. My wife's from there, so we've been there several times. Are you, without getting really detailed are you in the makati area usually when you're there or is it kazan city is there an area um no, everybody every team is in a different area okay you one gym or each other gym they pick and choose to play in but you know some players are in uh city some in makati some in uh metro manila some it's uh it's a little farther out but you know the traffic make you feel like it's a long way but if it's no traffic it's no oh yeah so um, while you're sitting at home here, is there any sort of idea about where you'll be next? Do you have any sort of <clears> – <throat> do you get any word like that? I can only imagine that international ball, it's a lot of last-minute um, calls and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, some 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 teams just last-minute calls because some teams have to figure out their budgets, have to figure out what players they want, what players can fit with their team. Um, but some – this year I have offers already on the table. I just haven't made a decision yet. Okay. Uh, usually, me and my wife make that together, or if I am just going to make a decision, I do it myself and I leave. Are you able to take family with you when you go? I leave before them because, me personally, I have to get myself comfortable and situated and prepared for them. I don't like them coming into a situation where it ain't nothing prepared, it's not the apartment ain't ready, or this is not in the apartment, or, or stuff is just not situated. But I like to get there, I like to go and bring them a, a month or a couple of weeks later so I can get myself focused and comfortable with the team first before I. I bring the family in. But the, so they get a chance to be out there with you, though. Oh, for sure. They've been everywhere with me the last, the last uh, five. How do they like it out in the Philippines? Oh, they love it. My wife loves it, definitely. She enjoys it. She can walk down and go do things. Um, she, she enjoys the place in the tropical island. And the weather is great for I know you guys get really busy because these leagues and the series are short and really jam-packed. Do you get time to do any sort of visiting or traveling at all or not really? Uh, not at the end of the season. You know, some, sometimes, last year I played year-round, and I only had maybe three weeks or four weeks to relax before I went back to my next team. 
Um, but usually after the season, sometimes you have three months. If y'all don't play, I have three months to relax. Uh, unless the season is starting early, it gets cut, cut down to two and a half or a month, you know. But other than that, I do, when I get done with the season, I take uh, one, two, or three weeks off and just relax with my family before I start back working out of anything. That makes sense. Um, so I'm looking through question here that we had to make sure we get everything we need and one of them was interesting it's because um after philippine cup you know it's totally different no imports and then you get these imports and some that are with the same team it seems like all the time like brownlee and stuff like that but what looking at it from your experience what import was one of the toughest you had to face one of the toughest imports oh man it was when i was there i was in the finals with brandon shine it was Ivan johnson and we're down to uh overtime in game seven of the finals so that was one of the toughest guys i ever had to guard i mean his versatility he's strong he rebounds he runs everything um the other import is justin brown i mean he's playing undersized in this uh, this conference it doesn't matter to justin justin plays big he's a big time player prime time player to me um and what he's doing for Geneva is unbelievable he's unstoppable uh, it, it shows when he played 11 on man this year before he went back to uh, Geneva. It shows the kid is just unstoppable. He's, he's good, man. That's, that's, that's yeah. one guy's going to stop. So, do you, is there any sort of um, extra feeling of connection that you have with these people? Because they're they're not all, but for the most part, a lot of them are from the United States. Um, and not that you're not connected with your team in general, but you know it's a little bit different when you're both traveling and meeting over there for that for that Commissioner Cup or Governor Cup. And so, is there any sort of kind of extra connection there? That's a little bit. We know we all connect to each other. We are because of basketball. You know, yeah. Some played against each other in college or somewhere else overseas. But if it, we all connect on certain levels, like sometimes I feel it's going to meet for us to hang out with sometimes. Usually we meet up at the games and after we might have some dinner together. But other than that, it's, it's strictly basketball, and sometimes we all just go back to our, our places and relax. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure after that, after that, um, those pushes. What? How would you describe the energy level in the Philippines for basketball? Oh, it's live. The energy level is a whole nother level compared to any other league. I mean, it's besides your league. Don't get me wrong, your league, your fans in your league is different. But the PBA, they fans love basketball so much that they are at every game. It doesn't matter. Ginebra sells out. Uh, San Miguel sells their people up here. Certain teams have a lot of fans and some don't, but at the end of the day, people still come out if they don't even have a team. They just love the game of basketball. And they come and make that energy in the arena great, no matter what team they cheer for. And as far as energy outside of the basketball court for the basketball players, still high. You said if they'd recognize you, they'd stop you, ask for pictures and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, they ask you for pictures. You know, you got some that might get a little aggressive, grab and this, this, and that. But it's just them. They just want pictures. They want to touch you. Uh, plus, they favorite player make them make them happy. You know. So I never had a bad experience with fans. No. Was there ever a time? And we do we do ask this for everybody, just because. You know, there are athletes that might listen to this and want to know. Was there ever a time where you felt unsafe while you were there? Me, personally, no. Okay. Um, I never was in a type of situation to feel unsafe. I always made sure that uh, if I did go places, it was it was not a place where I felt uncomfortable. It's always a place where I'm comfortable. Okay, and that does that doubles for your family as well? Oh, for sure. They love it. When I'm comfortable, they're comfortable. So it's, it's great. As long as they're in a great, comfortable situation, they, ain't have, they are very happy and they love it. 
Okay. Let's end here. Uh, I'll ask, is there anything you can say or add or insight you can give to the fans that I haven't thought of? Because they, you know, anything you have, they, they love to hear about it because they don't get to hear from the imports a lot. You're there short term and you're out. And so anything you have, any anything you'd like to tell them? Oh, just to keep keep doing what you're doing. I mean, the Philippines League is getting stronger and stronger this year in the Commissioner Cup. This might be the strongest Commissioner Cup with uh, imports in it this year. Uh, and I, I hope they keep pushing the envelope and keep making the Philippines uh, a more noticeable league. And everybody's starting to notice, notice the PBA because it's, it's a strong league. Because sometimes their teams go out and play teams over in other countries. Like Brandon Sean played my team in uh, Bahrain this year. I mean, last year, and it was great. Great experience. Filipino fans is all out there. They support their they home country, and that's, that's very great. And uh, I wish them the best, and I hope they continue to do it. And I hope we get the same soon. Awesome. I, well, actually, there's one quick thing that you said I want to quick point at, and that's you said that um, the league's getting bigger and bigger, and people are noticing. As far as being one of those um, international ball players, talking with people who haven't necessarily played in the Philippines, that's true. They, they're starting to hear more about the league and the popularity is growing. Yes, it's, it's awesome. I would love for other players to get there if they get the opportunity, you know. And once they get to see it and experience then they'll say the same thing. It's great. Anybody would love to go back there and play. It's not about the money or anything. It's about the experience of playing in that country and how they make you feel at home and the style of play there. You know, so it'll make you want to keep coming back and coming back because you're very comfortable with this style of play. Awesome, man. I appreciate it a whole lot. We hope we see you there again sometime. Uh, but otherwise, keep doing you, and um, good luck out there, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. See you. All right. That was our interview with Wayne Chisholm, a former import in the PBA. Fantastic interview. A couple of things I wanted to go over kind of to wrap things up here. Uh, first, in the beginning, audio is kind of hard to hear, so I wanted to clear up what he said. He was talking about how he was at home, currently he's at home in Texas, and um, feeling offers. So he explained why he's not in the PBA right now, but he uh, is talking about how, yeah, he's at home right now with his family and um, pending some offers. We'll see where he ends up. Uh, usually makes that decision with his family, which is really, really cool. And it talked about how he just got done with ba- or in Bahrain and all the good stuff. So I want to kind of clear up, make sure... You caught that audio. The other, another important part that was pretty clear, I think, but I wanted to touch on it again was when I asked him about his the hardest imports he had to face, and there was two names that he dropped. The second one was one that was um, didn't really surprise me. Brownlee, uh, Brownlee's been there for a while um, because he's doing so well that he never wants to keep signing him back. I mean, he's fantastic, so it didn't surprise me whatsoever that um, um, Brownlee was brought up which is awesome. The other one, Ivan Johnson. Now, if you're familiar with Ivan Johnson or the PBA in general, it doesn't shock you probably that Ivan Johnson came up. I mean, Ivan Johnson and Chisholm played against each other in the finals over a long, drawn-out, and tough series finale. So it doesn't really surprise you, maybe, that Ivan Johnson came up. But for those of you that are not familiar, either PBA fans or not, take a look at Ivan Johnson. Look him up on YouTube. He is a very powerful, very hard playing import and there's so many clips of him and his sheer force and power that it's no surprise whatsoever that Ivan Johnson came up you also see that possibly some of that power by Ivan has got him I don't want to say in trouble in has caused a couple of speed bumps maybe with been tossed for a hard foul stuff like that so it's one of those really hard playing players and it's no surprise that that's one of the names that um 
Wayne came up with. But when it came to one of my questions that I, I ask all players who have played in overseas in general, it doesn't matter male, female, or what sport, is a question about safety. And I prefaced that and said, you know, this is a question I always ask, and it is. And my reasoning is, you know, asking about safety is important, especially for athletes, um, especially, yeah, especially for the athletes that are listening. Overwhelmingly, over my discussion with PBA Imports, their safety has not been an issue. I note that um, because often Southeast Asia has this black cloud looming over them. And that's the potential danger that there is. And so for you, athlete, listening, if you're just getting started in this and you're going to get these contracts offered and agents calls and saying, hey, they want you here, they want you here, your agent is well-versed, I hope. That's my hope for you is that you have an agent who is well-versed and honest. But there's only so much that that agent is going to be able to honestly tell you. Eventually, through these interviews, you're going to start hearing some stuff. I didn't feel safe in us playing for a certain team or a certain area or certain even a certain country or a more common one that you unfortunately might not be familiar with until after it's too late is my team's not paying me or they're negating on their contract. I mean, that's why you have a, a good agent to take care of that, but those are hoops you don't want to jump through. And these are stories that are going to come out through interviews like this. And that's why it's really important. Um, we're going to have a couple of agents on in some upcoming interviews that'll help kind of talk about some of those issues, but I think it's really important that you, as the potential international athlete, again, male, female, basketball player, or whatever, team sport or not, it's important for you to listen to these so you can get that inside story so that it's either positive or negative. Like I said, Southeast Asia kind of has this looming cloud of, of safety or potential danger that, that hangs over it, and Wayne, along with several others that I have talked with that play um, either PBA or I had a couple of Super League of Volleyball players that I talked with, and they said danger wasn't an issue for them. And now the other aspect that Wayne talked about that's really important and that adds to this is that he takes his family over there. Not only do you need to be feel comfortable to return yourself, but to continuously take your wife and kids over there, you got to really feel safe. And so I think that's really important to note, and I think it's really special to hear it from the athletes themselves, especially you athletes who may not have gone out that way or um, maybe international sports is new to you in general, it's step one, it's important to have the, the best agent you can you can get, the most honest, hardworking, knowledgeable agent you can find. Go get them all for that. But to hear the stories from those who have been out there is also really important because they're either going to tell you some, some things to watch out for or clear up some misconceptions. Another point I find really important is this was clear throughout the interview. Wayne Chisholm has some intense and clear respect for not just the PBA, but the Philippines in general. You know, he started off talking about how they play hard. It's a 12-minute quarter right there. It's different. You're playing longer. He went on and talked about how when, when it's practice time, when coach walks into the practice facility, you're not starting your stretches. You're not getting your shoes on. You're not doing your little warm-ups. When coach comes in, it's time to practice because time is important, and they need to give 110% every second that they can. That's a different intensity level that he's talking about. Not that there aren't other leagues around the world that have this intensity level, but the PBA, to Wayne, has an intensity level high enough that it's he needs to note it. I think that's really important to know. The Philippines as a culture, he talked about, I don't know if he specifically said culture, but um, the Philippine culture is basketball. The PBA goes all year round. There's three different 
conferences. So as an import, you can't play the whole year because one of them is just for Philippine athletes. But um, the league goes all year round. That's the culture of the Philippines. It's basketball. I've been there on, on several occasions, and that's what it is. Everything there is basketball. It's not to say other sports are completely ignored, but they do take a backseat to basketball. And so that speaks volumes, not only in the PBA, but with the fans. Wayne made it real clear that the people there are what make it awesome. Like I said, I, I've been there a lot, and um, and whenever I take people there the first time or, or whatever, you get a lot of the same responses, and that's, oh, it's just the people. That's their only explanation. It's the people. And that's kind of what Wayne was saying is the people there, the culture there is a big deal. People are friendly. It's an awesome atmosphere, both on the court and outside the court. You know, people are friendly, asking for pictures, talking with them um, outside, outside the court. But also when he steps on the court, you're getting passionate fans. Depending on the team, you're getting sellout crowds. Depending on how far you are in the conference, you're getting sold out crowds. One quote he almost, it was right near the end he had was, it's not all about the money. That's a big deal for someone who makes your living playing international basketball to say it's not all about the money when he comes to playing in the Philippines. That's a huge compliment for the Philippines and the PBA. For an international athlete to say, you know what, if it means playing in the PBA in the Philippines, it's not all about the money. I just want to be there again. Now I need decent money, but that's not everything because the Philippines and the PBA has so much more to offer than just that money. That's a big step because you know what there's plenty of leagues that really all they have to offer is the money and so you start uncovering some of these other leagues that have so much more to offer and the more we talk to agents coaches and players specifically in different sports and male and female you'll start to see some of those different aspects and benefits that are available in some of these other leagues in areas you as an athlete probably didn't consider and for those of you that pushed through and thought you know what a lot of good content, but the audio was struggling. We know new hardware, new software, ready. It's very close to being ready. So future interviews and segments like this are going to sound awesome. So stay tuned, check up on us, follow along, and I'm really excited to roll out the new equipment. So keep giving us a chance, and you're going to really like what you start hearing. So I'll end here. Who do you want to hear from? Import or otherwise, who do you want to hear on the special interview next? Whoever it is, male, female athlete, basketball player or not, import or otherwise, send your request to the Globally Ball on Facebook page and include any questions you want us to ask. And we'll do everything we can to make sure that works because we're out here for you. We want to give you either the fan an inside look at some of these athletes or you, the potential international athlete, a look. So maybe it's a general comment. Like, I want to know what it's like playing soccer in the philippines everywhere else football in the philippines fine say that send us that request and we'll make sure we get it because we want to make sure we get what you the listeners need to either get a better idea of the teams you enjoy the players you enjoy or the leagues that you're looking into send us those requests at the globally ball on facebook page but also specifically for pba and other basketball in the Philippines. Tune into the Limahan Basketball Podcast. Uh, that's the podcast that this interview is tagged with, Globally Ballin, and the Limahan Basketball Podcast are partners. And so all our interviews that are directly basketball-related will be on there. Otherwise, they'll be on our, our Facebook page. But follow that podcast, especially PBA fans. You got to be in. You got to be listening to that daily. Um, those of you that are, have a passing interest in playing basketball in the Philippines, you need to check that out too. A lot of good stuff in there. And then you're going to hear our interviews um, in that podcast series. So make sure you subscribe to that podcast. 
That's the Limahan Basketball Podcast. That's L-I-M-A-H-A-N Podcast. I use it on Apple Podcasts. It's a lot easier for me. You can find it on any other mainstream way to listen to your podcasts. And then, of course, follow the Globally Ballin page on Facebook where you'll get all the interviews that will be on the podcast and more. So make sure you follow both of them and send any requests that you have for future interviews to the Globally Ball on Facebook page. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you all for making it through another episode. A couple things I got a quick run through and then we'll be done. Uh, first, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our different key platforms. Uh, first, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Globally Ballin. Also, Instagram, uh, at Globally Ballin Official, and then Twitter, at Globally Ballin. The Instagram and Twitter are by far our most active, and they're also very different content. They're actually run by different people. So go ahead and make sure you're following both of those, and they'll also both alert you for when something new is posted either in the podcast or Patreon, which I'm gonna talk about in just a second. Also, um, when it comes to the Facebook account, the Facebook account seems um, less active, and we're aware of that. It's different kind of content and more is coming to the Facebook page. So you'll want to like it to make sure you're ready when a new wave of different content, which is coming soon, starts to make its way on there, which is exciting. Uh, finally, though, is the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com and then you search globally ball and you're going to find our account $3 a month. And with that, you're going to get a, a couple of things. First, shout out to all the supporters, which is great, which is actually also really good for any of you athletes out there. It's a great way to get your name, your brand, your place where people can find your highlight tapes, all that stuff. That'll be plugged in our episodes, which is great. So if you become a patron um, for the $3 a month, you'll get that. In addition, though, what we're really kind of excited about, not that we're not excited about the other one, is that you're going to get a bunch of extra content. It's going to be different from when I originally recorded this to when you're listening to this now. We're going to keep adding to it. Uh, there's a lot of different stuff. It might just be extra stuff that didn't fit into an episode. And there's also a whole new um, different kind of content called Candid Conversations, which is basically a whole new show that we started. As the name suggests, it's a conversation between me and somebody else. For whatever reason, it doesn't fit into an episode. And if you go check out one of those Candid Conversations, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So that $3 a month, you're going to get your shout out and your... Um, your help to support your brand or get attention to your highlight reel or whatever, plus a lot of extra detailed, fun content in addition to this free podcast. So go and check that out. Refresher, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Globally Ballin, Instagram at Globally Ballin Official, Twitter at Globally Ballin, and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash, or patreon.com search Globally Ballin and you'll find, do the $3 a month patron if you're interested and get all new content, a bunch of additional content. Uh, if that's not for you, totally fine. We still really appreciate you supporting and listening. Uh, if you have any suggestions, make sure you send us a message. Again, because we're most active on Instagram and Twitter, that's the best way to send us a suggestion. We'd be happy to listen and, um, and try to get anybody in that area and that sport, that country, that topic that'll help you best. So make sure you send us one of those requests. Otherwise, thank you again for listening. You'll hear from us again uh, next week.